0: Hey there, this is Katie Brinkley, and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. This podcast is all about helping Colorado-based small business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals discover the strategies and systems that take their marketing to all new heights. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. My guest today is Mary Gall, owner of Success Magnified, a business strategy and focus coaching service. The Mary Gall, as she is affectionately known in her networking circles, brings over 25 years of experience in communications, marketing, and administration from the corporate world to her coaching business, Success Magnified. Since 2013, she shares the joys and challenges of being an entrepreneur while running two successful businesses. Mary's clients hire her because they feel like they are spinning their wheels, equaling busy but not moving forward, or they're just stuck and overwhelmed at the constant learning required to grow their businesses, and they're just feeling stuck. Mary can help them all get those ideas out of their head and get into a simplified step-by-step action plan. She then helps provide resources and loving accountability via group peer advisory boards, get it done already sessions or one-on-one accountability coaching. Mary, thank you so much for coming on the show today. What a mouthful, right? <laughs> it is a mouthful, but it's so much it's so much good good tips and and what you can offer to your clients. It's so great to have you on the show today. Thank you. I'm
1: super excited to be here.
0: Well, so let's t- tell, tell our listeners a little bit about
1: yourself. Let's start back at the beginning and, and tell us where you grew up and what your life was like growing up. Yeah, I grew up in Kansas. So I live in Colorado now and I have lived here for the last 31 years. So I've lived in Colorado longer than I lived in Kansas, but I grew up in the southwest corner of, of Kansas in a town called Garden City. And I'm one of eight children and big, huge, loving family. And unfortunately, my mom passed away this summer. And so the siblings just came back and we're dealing with some of the last items that we had to deal with in her estate and, and the treasures that you don't know what to do with, right? And we just all marveled about how lucky we are to be in such a big family and still love each other and like hanging out with each other because not a lot of families have that so I grew up in a very blessed very uh, loving family I had six sisters or five sisters there were six girls and two boys and moved to Colorado like I said in 1989 and have been here ever since. so I came out here to follow a boy. And that didn't work out very well with that boy. But that next summer I met my husband and we've been married now 27 years. So like I said, married 27 years to the same wonderful husband. And we have two grown daughters. So I have a 24-year-old daughter and a 21-year-old daughter. The 21-year-old is in her senior year of college. So we're about through college, which will be nice. So we're empty nesters officially again, but we're still having that college bill right there. So almost got both kids through college, which will be nice. Yeah,
0: in Colorado, I I don't blame you for coming out here in 1989 and then never going back. It is a great place to call home. So now that we know a little bit about what brought you out here to Colorado. Tell us a little bit about your career journey, where you started out and the different professional stops that you took along the way and how that led you to building
1: Success Magnified. Yeah. So I always ended up starting at the bottom of wherever I've worked my entire life and kind of working my way up through the ranks by just taking on more and more projects, right? Raising my hand, being willing to say, hey, I don't know anything about that, but I think I could learn it. And then that's what I've done my entire working life. So I worked for a variety of corporate entities, both local and international entities in a wide variety of things, but typically around either office administration. I worked with the executive leadership teams in many corporations and then also in marketing and communication. So throughout that 25 years, kind of in between kids and bouncing back between departments and those kind of things. But those are the main things I love to do. And then uh, for 10 years, I ran a law firm and did everything but practice law at the law firm. So <laughs> it was quite the learning experience. Again, I started out just part time. I had my little kids at home. I started out part time. As a receptionist, and I noticed, oh, there's a typo on your website. You know, the first day I was there, and they're like, well, can you fix that? I was like, I don't know how, but if you teach me, you know, if you send me to a class, I'll learn. And then I started doing all the marketing for them, and then, you know, it just kind of spiraled from there. So I've always been willing to raise my hand, which is a great learning experience for anyone, right? Just step up and say, I'm not sure how to do that, but I'm willing to learn and give it a try. And so after I left, after 10 years at the law firm, I knew it was time for me to. Leave. I had grown that position to as big as I could grow it at the law firm. And I had some friends encourage me to start my own business, which was not necessarily a thing I was planning to do, right? I didn't really have a big desire to be an entrepreneur. But I started my first business in 2013, and I still own it and run it today. It's a virtual assistant company because I thought I can handle a wide variety of projects for small business owners who just don't have the staff in house to get these things done and get them done consistently. So I started The Gift of Time and then quickly, within six months, I realized that I was at capacity. I was having to turn away clients because I just could not take on another project, which is a good problem to have and a bad problem to have because I was limiting myself and I was like, I've just created a job for myself and not a business. So I joined a peer advisor group and I started taking some courses and, and getting some coaching for my business as an entrepreneur. And in the process of learning that, really shifted gift of time and how we delivered our services. And I brought on some contractors so we could expand and people that I was taking those courses with and the peer advisory board decided to expand outside the Denver metro area. And so they licensed coaches to teach their methods. And that's when I started Success Magnified, which is it'll be five years on November 1st. In 2015 when we started that so it lets me bring all of my skills to the table I absolutely love working with entrepreneurs and being able to see an idea start information in their head and they verbalize it and then they can turn it into a service that they can charge money for and give value to their clients it's just such a fun process to be involved with I'm right there with you and yeah. for what I do you know
0: with, with social media same mm-hmm. same type of thing you know seeing an entrepreneur have an idea and know what they want to do, but then just kind of seeing it come to life in the digital world yes. is, is is always so exciting. Now you still have the the, the virtual assistant company too, right? I do, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's I know that this, business.
0: yeah, pff, running two businesses—that's <laughs> you go girl. That's that's a lot. And talk to us a little bit about the virtual assistant and the importance of having those for your business. I think that a lot of people kind of that don't even know, like, well, I don't even know what I would tell them to do, or how would that they help me? Talk to us about having a virtual assistant and how they can really just take so much off of your plate for you.
1: Yes, definitely. So one of the courses I teach in, in Success Magnified is your Pinnacle Gift and then Pinnacle Productivity. So it's really identifying what are your natural gifts and talents, and then how can you build more of your time doing those in your business, right? And so if, creating graphics or writing copy or the back end of how to get things posted is not in your gift. If the tech side of stuff is not in your gift, then that's ideally where a a VA can come in and help you to get those things done and get them done consistently. Maybe you've learned how to use constant contact, but you don't like it and it's not in your gift. It doesn't bring you energy. It kind of drains you of energy. So you don't go in there very often, right? So you're not going in there consistently and reaching out and sending those newsletters. Or maybe you can't think of the content. It's in your head, but you don't know how to get it into copy and, and make it look nice. So that's really where a VA can come in and help you get those things that are not in your giftedness done and get them done consistently. That's the, the name of the game in any marketing, right, is consistency. So um, the more you're showing up in front of your clients and potential clients, on a consistent basis with a consistent look, then you know the better off you're going to be. So that's really where we help. And then we can help with setting up software or importing lists of names from one thing to another thing. Again, a lot of it's around the tech support piece, but if that's not your gift, don't bother learning it. (laughs) Just outsource it to somebody. You need to know enough so that you know what you're talking about or how to ask for help in what you need. But we can help you with that too. So if you just tell us what's going on in your business, then we can say, okay, it sounds like maybe you need some help with these things to move your needle forward or whatever it is. So really we start with what is your gift? Where are you feeling stuck? And then how can we help you move forward? It's so great to hear you say all these things because it's something that I
0: see a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with. I see them trying to do it all because they know like this needs to work. I want this to work. And so they're so driven having this idea, this baby, this job baby of theirs work that they, they, it's it's hard to, to hand it off, but if you hand it off to someone that isn't as an expert in this, the job will be done better than it might take you 10 hours to do this project. Right. Take them too, and that's 10 hours of focusing your work and your efforts back in on the things that you're more passionate about with your business.
1: Right, right. And we always tell our our clients, we can't have the sales conversation with your potential clients. That's something you can do. And that's directly bringing income into your business. So let us do all the pieces that lead up to that conversation, then you can take it over from there, right? So it's all generating revenue for their business. Some people think, oh, I can't afford a VA. Well, if you get the right VA doing the right things, it's going to bring in more clients and you give you the time to serve those clients in a bigger way. So It does pay for itself in the long run. And the other thing is, entrepreneurs, especially if they've grown their business by themselves, they get very attached to nobody can do it as good as I can, right? I went through that myself. When I first brought in my first contractor, I was like, oh, but they're not doing the client work the way I would do the client work, right? So I had to adjust to that too. It's like, it's not the way I would do it, but they're getting it done. They're getting the great result for our client. So I don't have to control every little piece as long as the end result is clear, what what the expectation is, and we're, being, we're meeting that expectation. So it's that's a big mindset shift that people have to go through as entrepreneurs is, okay, I can let somebody else get their fingers on my business, right? <laughs> which is, you know, again, hiring the right people makes all the difference.
0: It makes all the difference in the world and leads me right into my next question, which I think also leads into Success Magnified is... Growing the business. If you have a VA that's taken off some of the the work that you have, like I said before, maybe you've been spending 10 hours a week on this task and now you have that 10 hours back to go and do sales.
1: How do you help coach these entrepreneurs to grow their business? Yeah, so I have entrepreneurs in all different phases of their business. Some are in growth or kind of what's the next level. They're thinking about how to shift things up. Others are still on that really steep growth curve. So it really just depends on what they're trying to achieve. But ultimately we go back and we look at who are your clients? What are your natural gifts and talents that help you stand out among everybody else? How do you package those services so that you can stand out in the crowd and give your ideal clients the things that you can bring to the table? And then let's look at where those clients are And then, how we're gonna reach them, right? So, if their clients are on Facebook or if more of them are on LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever, you know, we'll tell them which, look at which platform might have the better reach for their clients. Some of them are gonna be doing, you know, have some clients who go out and do speaking engagements or do online webinars, those kind of things. So, it really just depends on who, what they're offering, where those clients that are gonna receive that message are gonna find them and how they're gonna find them, how they're gonna interact with them the best. So I, yeah, I have, it's just, it's, it's kind of all over the board, but I really do focus on each individual client and see what's going to work best for them. And that's
0: so important because as you said too, like looking to see where your ideal clients are. And the, two points on that. One, trying to just identify your ideal client. That was something that I struggled with as a business owner yes. when I first got started, because I was like, well, yeah, I can do, I can do social media for everyone. Yeah, Google Ads, I know Google Ads. I can do that. Oh, oh, you need help with this. Like, I was trying to be a Jill of all trades. And right. so when you're trying to be the master of everything, you're the master of none. Trying to focus in and niche down and target your ideal clients makes all the difference in the world. That, that also being said, I think it's great advice that you're telling people to just focus in on the platforms and in the ways that make the most sense for them to find those ideal clients. If someone's in b2b industry you know going out on linkedin and focusing their efforts in on linkedin again if you're trying to do every single social media platform and do speaking and do online courses and do a podcast you're exactly exactly it's going to be too much how do you coach these entrepreneurs in finding their ideal
1: clients so again we really go back to them and what they bring to the table so you know in this pinnacle gift course we really identify what are your natural gifts and talents and then how do we bring those into your business so that you're in that when you're using your natural gifts and talents you're kind of in that state of flow right you might have heard it might have heard of that so you're just kind of in your zone of genius and so how do we build your business so that you get to do that more frequently right and then once we know that so whether like for me it, it's coaching I show up and I have resources and ideas and thoughts for people instantly it doesn't it just comes naturally to me and I forget that not everybody just thinks that way right so and sometimes that's the thing is we forget sometimes things that come so naturally to us we assume everybody else knows so we go back and we really start to look at What makes you unique and how do you want to work with your clients, bringing that uniqueness to your clients? And then once we know that, then we can really start to put a plan of action together. And then, you know, one of the questions you had sent me was great piece of advice for people who are starting out or or thinking about starting a business. And the best piece of advice is really put some blinders on. Because like you just said, there's so many things that you could be doing out there in your business. You could be doing online courses, you can podcasts and speaking and, you know, social media and webinars and challenges and all, there's no shortage of ways to get in front of people. But it's overwhelming when you start to think about it and you think if, when you take even just one of those and then you look at all the pieces you have to build out to make one of those things successful it's that's where people get stuck because they're just like, there's too many choices. I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to do nothing. Right. (laughs) I can't, I'm going to sit here. And so that's one of the things that I can help people with is really let's put some blinders on let's focus on what you bring to the table who you want to work with your who's your ideal client who do you really want to work with and how can you help them and then let's pick one lane and let's really try and grow that and then then you can add another one and then you can add another one you know once you've really got one kind of lane and you've got consistent clients coming in I
0: love it I love it that is such great advice just to put on the blinders. Yeah. What do you think that some of the biggest mistakes that business owners make when they're trying to grow and sustain a successful business is?
1: I really think it's related to that putting on blinders. So I wrote a book called Vitamin C3 for Business, and it's 52 Ideas to Connect, Contribute, and Celebrate Your Way to Success. And so connect is really not just connections with other people, like connections on LinkedIn or through your social media, but it's also how are you connected to your business? So again, it comes back to your natural gifts and talents, your pinnacle gifts and talents. So are you using those or have you like tried to follow the experts and now you're morphing into how they run their business. And so you've kind of lost that connection to who you are and how you show up. I see that happen a lot. And I've, I've fallen prey to that as well. You know, it's like, Oh, I'm going to join this program and I'm going to do what they do because they're super successful. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm doing stuff. And it's like, this doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't feel congruent with who I am or how I want to show up or how I want to serve my clients. And so really keeping that connection to who you are and why you started your business in the first place and who you want to, Serve and what you bring to the table is really powerful, and it's it's an easy mistake because there's so many things out there that it's easy to get pulled away from your core of why you started in the first place. I
0: love that, and it's so hard not to fall into those traps. I love it that. You brought, I love that you brought that up. What does your model look like for trying to find and engage and selling to your ideal clients and customers these days? What type of marketing have you found to work for your business?
1: Yeah. So just like every other entrepreneur out there in the world right now, COVID has shifted things in my business. So mm-hmm. I used to do all of my stuff was live and in person. So I really had a an in-person network, you know, a, belong to networking groups and I when I join a networking group I tend to become on their leadership team. I get involved and I become a part of that group, right, in a big way. And so I have a really big network built up here in Denver, but when COVID hit and we had to move everything online, I was like, "Okay, now I need to relook at how I'm getting in front of people because now I have access to the whole world, right?" on Zoom. on the the internet. So I have started to reach out in different ways like podcasts. I love to talk and can talk about my business and entrepreneurship for uh, around any topic of that. So, so I do speak, I do speaking engagements and podcast interviews, those kind of things to get in front of new audience. I do have social media campaigns. I have my virtual assistant team posting regularly for me on social media just to keep that presence out there. And then I do have a weekly newsletter that I send out to my entrepreneurs called Fab Friday. So it's fun action business tips. And so I send that out to get in front of people and remind people of upcoming events that I have going on and new courses that I'm putting out and that kind of thing. So it's just, again, how to get that message in front of all the people that I need to reach but my favorite thing is speaking engagements and podcasts and interviews those kind of things
0: now how have you someone might be listening right now and I like, "Yeah, I that's one thing that I've been trying to do forever and I have no idea how do I how do I want to be a speaker I, I have a lot of knowledge to share how do I find those type of engagements and podcasts and how have you found success trying to to get up and talk
1: about your expertise in front of people yeah so letting some simple things you can do is just adding that you're a podcast guest or you're a speaker or something like that to your profiles on social media because when people are searching through there those taglines are searchable so making sure that you at least have that in some of your searchable text on your profiles on linkedin or you know social media wherever you're at for your social media and then there are some even on facebook there's you can or maybe it was on instagram because it's a hashtag there's a hashtag podcast guests or hash, hashtag need a podcast guest so you can search some of those things and there's groups that are out there and they're just constantly posting i need a guest on this topic i need a guest on this topic so use those linkedin groups use those facebook groups that you're already a part of and go in and make sure that they know that you are available to be a, a guest speaker and kind of what your topics are and you know then you can do some search for people who have podcasts you know you can go t- into the any podcast broadcasting whether it's stitcher or itunes or whatever wherever you prefer to listen to your podcast you can go in and look at look up the topic for whatever you're talking about whatever your topic is and then just see what are the top 10 podcasts, you know, and you probably don't want to go to that level because they're going to have bigger guests, right? Or they're they're going to expect you to have a guest audience, a a large list that you're bringing to their podcast. But if you scroll down like two or three rows, you'll find people that have maybe, you know, they have 10,000 listeners. So it's a smaller audience, but it still is a good size audience for you to get in front of. And they may be more receptive to you coming on as a new speaker or something like that with where you don't bring a big audience with you. So, so those are just a few tips of ways you can kind of Try and get yourself out there but really then just telling everybody you're networking with you know hey i'm talk i have a great talk about this xyz topic and if you know any groups that i could present that to please let them know about it that's so really it out there
0: i love it yeah and that's one thing that i found during COVID, especially is just how much of a difference facebook groups can make for for your personal brand. So I mean, like I use Facebook, obviously, as a a social media (laughs) strategist all the time for the different businesses for their business accounts. And then I started this podcast and have been guesting on numerous other podcasts. And I was like, this is really, I love doing my own, but it's really fun to be a guest too. And so I've joined a, a number of podcast groups on Facebook and I've been able to connect with a number of different podcasters and join their their shows and have them come on mine. It's, it's really been a lot of fun. So if people have not considered looking at Facebook groups for some of these opportunities, it, it's, it's a great spot to really go and find a whole new network of people that you probably never would have even connected with yeah. without the social media <laughs> right
1: exactly exactly that puts the social back in the social media right which is exactly what it was for. Yes.
0: exactly well one passion that so many business owners and entrepreneurs have is to build a business around their lifestyle how has that played out in your story and approach to running your business i know that you said you never thought you'd be an entrepreneur and here you are with right. two successful companies
1: Yes, yes. I have a great story to tell about this because I kind of had lost myself and again coming back to that connection, but when you're in your business and you're working in your business all the time and you're growing your business that you sometimes can lose that connection to your life you know so my girls had left I think my oldest my youngest daughter was in a senior in high school my young oldest daughter was already in college and living outside of Colorado and so I took the course that I teach now which is called pinnacle productivity and you analyze how you spend your time and we break down our time into personal time first and then pinnacle time which is your productive income producing time and then your prep time which is everything you have to do to get To be able to charge for your services and then your purge time getting rid of distractions and and eliminating those kind of things but they put personal time first so in the class i was like okay well personal time so i don't work in the evenings you know we have dinner as a family and then i try not to work until everybody's kind of in bed or i might check an email or two try not to work on sundays at all you know so those are personal time right And, and then they said well personal time is not grocery shopping. It's not doing laundry. It's not cleaning your house. It's not, you know, and I was like, oh, hmm, well, that's what I do when I'm not working. That's my personal time, right? So it really took me a while to go back and figure out personal time is something that brings you joy and it re-energizes your batteries, right? And I had lost sight of that. I was like, what? I had to stop and think and say, what even brings me joy anymore? I mean, I love my work. I love doing what I do so that brings me joy. But outside of work, what brought me joy? So I had to think, and I, like, I love water. We grew up as swimmers, and my girls are swimmers, and we just love being in the water. And so I called the girls. It was like April. And I called them. I knew they both had summer jobs lined up. And it would probably be the last time that we would all be together because, you know, they're going off to college and not coming home for the summers. And so I said, okay, every second and fourth Thursday, tell your bosses you can't be at work until noon. We're going to go paddleboarding in the morning. None of us had ever paddleboarded before, but I'd seen it. I was like, that looks really cool. And we're out on the water. So we started paddleboarding. We went to the reservoir by 8.30. We paddleboarded for an hour, went and had pancakes, got home, showered, and we could be at work by noon. And it was so much fun that I just had so much fun that summer with my daughters. And then I started inviting friends. And now, so that was four years ago. This summer, we were able to do it even with with COVID because you can be socially distanced out on the water. So I've started paddleboard networking. So the last two summers, I've invited other people in my network to come out and we paddleboard network. It's so much fun. So we float around for a little bit and then we pause and talk about our businesses and what's going on and connections we can make and all that kind of stuff. And then we paddle around some more. So it's completely fun. And it's a way I've brought that thing that rejuvenates me into my business. So I get to create the life that I love. By taking these mornings during the week when it's less crowded on the reservoir and go out and spend time in the sunshine and the, on the water with brilliant people and get to learn from them and talk to them so it's really a fun way that i've integrated that into my life
0: i love it yeah and i know that before when we were setting up this podcast you would mentioned that and man i i sure wish I, i'm looking forward to the day when my little girls are old enough uh, that i i'm going to be able to Come on out and join me because that sounds yes. just awesome. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever received and how has that impacted your business
1: or, or your life? I wrote down a couple of things. So, one is really just be yourself. You have to show up and be yourself because, you know, if you're trying to be somebody else, that person's already taken. So, you know, I think that's especially as an entrepreneur, people are buying you. If you're providing a service, they're really buying you. So show up authentically and be yourself and they're either gonna be a fit or they're not, but there's other people that are looking for you. And the other thing is show up cheerfully and do your best, right? I used to have a little saying, even when I was in the corporate world, the best job security is to do your job cheerfully. And it, it really is true. If you just show up as a happy person, in general, they're going to go your way, right? So glass half full. I don't know. I've always been kind of a, you know, the optimistic person. And so I think that goes a long way in running your business and having a happy life and having, having happy relationships. If you just show up cheerfully or happy, then that's going to take you a long way. I totally agree.
0: That's great advice and, and being uniquely you. That's yeah. also great advice. That's one of the the problems that I know that that I struggled with as an entrepreneur was just I, I saw so many other people out there, and I was oh I need to do that I need to do that, and then it's kind of like well now I just feel like I have imposter syndrome. I don't now I don't right. even know what I'm doing anymore, and I'm trying to do too much, and I need to just focus back on being me because that's the best person I can be. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and this you know that kind of leads into another question of of mindset, and I think it's it's so critical to have the right mindset for being an entrepreneur. And it can be hard sometimes. It can be hard to kind of shut down and, and stop the voices, put the blinders on. How do you help your clients with
1: mindset? So really I act as kind of a thought partner and then as a cheerleader and an encourager because we all need more encouragement in our life, right? So again, in the book, it's connect, contribute and celebrate. So really helping them find those things to celebrate in their business, whether it's the smallest step, like, oh, you got your newsletter out for this month, right? You sent a newsletter out this month, or you've signed on two new clients. Sometimes we get the client and we're just, we move on because we're like, okay, I got those clients. And it's really taking time to acknowledge what you're doing and celebrate that you are getting those things done because the to-do list is never ending. It really is. You'll always have something on your to-do list, but Unless you stop and celebrate those things that you're getting done off that to-do list, then it's easy to swirl into this black hole of, oh, I'm not getting enough done or I'm not moving enough. I'm not moving fat forward enough faster, fast enough or I'm not, you know, you get into that comparison zone of, oh, look at what they did and I only did this much. And so it really is going back to what you're doing and focusing on celebrating your accomplishments. And when you do that consistently, then all the other stuff starts to fall away. Mary, this, this has been such a great conversation. Before we finish up, is there anything that
0: I didn't ask you about during today's discussion that you think is important to share?
1: Hmm. I'm just looking back over kind of my questions and answers. So, yeah, I think we covered everything. The questions that you had had sent me ahead of time were really great thought-provoking questions, which I love. So just another thing that I talk about which is great advice for entrepreneurs, is critical thinking. It's great for everybody, especially as we're getting, you know, we're right in front of an election season. And so there's a lot of decisions to be made (laughs) right now, but there's always decisions to be made in your life and in your business. And so really taking some time to think about how you make decisions in your business and taking some time to analyze what you're doing in your business is really powerful. So that's where a coach can help you with that as well. Just to say, okay, here's what I have been doing. Is it working? Great let's build on that. If it's not working, let's look at what, what's not working about it. Is Can we take a piece of it? Do we need to tweak something? And then let's, or do we need to discard it? So that's another big piece that I think gets overlooked because we're on the hamster wheel running our business all the time is having that critical thinking time built into your business, where you're thinking about your business, working on your business, not in your business all the time.
0: All right, I love it. This has been such a great conversation. Where can we find out more about you and your business online?
1: Yeah, so uh, the best place is to go to my website, which is just successmagnified.com. And there's several things you can do there. You can sign up for the Fab Friday emails that I mentioned earlier. There's a big button at the top of the page that signs you up for those. And that way you'll get a free little three-minute tip from me every Friday. um, And it also lets you know about other events that I have coming up. You can also, while you're on my website, you can go to schedule a free 30-minute focus session. So if you're an entrepreneur out there and you've got all those ideas, Spinning in your head, call me and for 30 minutes we'll just talk about what's going on in your business. No sales pitch, no anything. It's all just to be for me to be of service to you. I love talking to entrepreneurs. And if I can provide some solutions or resources for you, then that's even a win-win, right? So that's the best place. You can find all my social media links on the website as well. I am on LinkedIn and Facebook under Success Magnified, and then also under Mary Gall. So you can find
0: me any of those places. And I will be sure to have a link, all those links in the description of today's podcast. And that 30-minute strategy session sounds like it'd be a really good opportunity for a number of entrepreneurs that I can just think of off the top of my head. So that sounds like a great opportunity. Thank you so much for coming on the show
1: today. You are so welcome, Katie. Thank you for having me. This has been really fun.
0: And if you're ready to take your social media to the next level for your small business, Head over to my website and check out my free video training, The Three Biggest Mistakes Small Businesses Make with Social Media and How to Avoid Them. Discover how to make your social media marketing stand out from the crowd online. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. As always, I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website at www.nextstepssocialcommunications.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. Just look for Katie Brinkley. Let's keep taking your marketing to new heights.